Imagine being present, calm, and connected while creating a family environment where everyone can thrive. Welcome to the I Am Mom Parenting Podcast, providing inspiration and actionable steps to manifest the meaningful and magical life you desire for you and your family. We are your hosts, Dimple Aurora, founder of Mindful Evolution and Shaista Fateli, founder of Thrive Kids. Thank you for sharing the I Am Mom journey with us. Let's get started. Hi, everybody. This is Shaista here. Welcome back to another episode of the I Am Mom podcast. I will be doing an episode today for you on executive functioning. I use this term quite a bit with um, the parents of the clients that I work with, and I explain how a lot of the activities that I do will help improve executive functioning skills. And one of the question, one of the main questions I get is, well, what do you mean by executive functioning skills? Or otherwise um, also commonly uh, referred to as EF skills. So I'm going to talk to you a little bit about executive functioning in children, why these skills really matter and how we can help our children develop executive functioning skills. So executive function actually refers to the skills that help us plan, right? They help us prioritize. They help us work towards goals that we have set out. They also help to self-regulate a lot of behaviors and emotions. They help us adapt to new and unexpected situations and ultimately help us engage in abstract thinking and planning, okay? So if you think of um, an orchestra and you have a conductor, executive functions coordinate just as the conductor would an orchestra. And they coordinate a multitude of cognitive, behavioral, and emotional tasks. So they're all um, coordinated together. Now, as children are growing up, executive executive function skills or EF skills Um, commonly begin to develop when children are about one years old. But they are very challenging because they're not fully developed until children are in their early adulthood, just as our brains aren't fully developed until we are in adulthood. Now, of course, with children with any type of skill, there's some different variability and um, normal variability in regards to when they will achieve certain developmental milestones. Sometimes what we see is a lot of kids Um, have a lot of trouble in terms of impulse control, a lot of challenges in that area. And what will ultimately happen is when there's a lot of impulse control, 
there's a lot of trouble with impulse control, we will see meltdowns and tantrums. And we might even see um, other challenges that present themselves in different settings. And so what we want is we want our kids to develop these skills so they know what to do um, when they feel overwhelmed, when they feel as though they really want to do something, but now is not the time. Or when they're having some trouble in terms of organization and management. Executive functioning in children can look very differently. So as I mentioned, there is the lack of impulse control. There could be tantrums, difficulty regulating emotions. For others, these challenges look like organization, time management, and not remembering in instructions. As children get older into adolescence, those who struggle with executive function also often have a very difficult time reaching their level of independence and making plans for the future. A lot of people think that executive function refers to a single ability. But as I mentioned before, executive function involves so much more, right? It involves the planning, it involves the self-regulation, it in involves time management. And it also doesn't develop in a linear progression. The major components of executive functions include inhibitory control, so that's the ability to control impulses, working memory, which is so common for a lot of kids today. So working memory is a type of short-term memory, um, and it involves manipulating and storing information. Executive functioning also um, involves cognitive flexibility, as well as shifting our ability to, to think about topics um, from one to the next. And these skills all develop at different rates and they all have windows of growth and opportunity for intervention. Executive function really does end up being fostered by um, environmental factors. So if there are um, early childhood stress that could impact executive function, family structure, as well as educational opportunities. Now, what does this mean? Like a lot of skills that if kids haven't had the opportunity to develop their executive functioning skills, that there is malleability there, right? And we know that the brain is very flexible and malleable. And so we know that if we put in some evidence-based interventions, children's executive functioning skills can be boosted 
following structured educational, neuropsychological, and social emotional programs. So if you find that your child <coughs> at about four to five years old, um, three, four, five, and over, are having a lot of challenges more than typical um, children who have some development in executive functioning skills, um, have a lot more challenges in self-regulation, in sensory overload and how to regulate in the, those moments, um, organization, planning, a lot more meltdowns or um, tantrums, trouble uh, finding peers or other people to play with or um, engage with, trouble with um, focusing on academic tasks. It's a great idea to get intervention for these executive functioning skills as soon as you can. Working memory inhibitory control are all real signs that um, executive functioning skills may be lacking. And it's not anyone's fault that it's lacking. It's just that maybe there hasn't been as much um, opportunity to develop these skills. And with the pandemic, the last two years, I've seen in my own classroom that a lot of kids struggle with these executive functioning skills because there hasn't been a real opportunity around developing them. There's also not a lot of awareness around executive functioning skills and how important they are. Now, I'm going to give you a few tips um, that really help develop these executive, executive functioning skills that you can either implement as a parent, or you could reach out to someone like me or Dimple, who works with kids to help develop these executive function skills. Some of these educational approaches, such as um, an approach called tools of the mind, they focus a lot on teaching self-regulation and social-emotional skills through cooperative learning and dramatic play. So if you want to help your child develop these social, um, these executive functioning skills, particularly these social-emotional skills related to EF, what you want to do is play a lot of board games. And in these board games, you want to practice using language such as my turn, your turn. You want to really practice using active listening. You want to practice cooperatively learning and finding creative ways to problem solve. And you can also do this through uh, dramatic play. And what I mean by that is just role play, pretend play. When they, um, a lot of kids in my classroom, I know in my kindergarten classroom, classroom love playing uh, the kitchen center and the different roles that they all have. And sometimes they all want to be the mom or they all want to be the chef. 
and watching them navigate these uh, situations that they're in and create, 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 creatively, creatively solve ways to problem solve involved a lot of work around um, developing their EF skills in the first few weeks of school. There are also some computer programs, um, and these are called, um, there's one called Mightier, and that one is a neurofeedback program, and really help um, develop a little bit of training on um, short-term memory. There isn't a lot of scientific evidence with this program that it actually helps improve EF skills in daily life, but it is a program that a lot of parents do use. Physical activity is also another way of developing EF skills. So interventions such as aerobic exercise or even yoga, as well as organized sports like soccer or basketball or ringette. The other really popular one that I see a lot of kids involved in is martial arts. I did a martial arts component in my summer camp last year, and we're doing another physical component this year. And the emphasis of it is to help develop EF skills. Now, the reason is because, of course, physical exercise is so great. It releases all these endorphins. It helps us to think better. But the idea behind it helping develop EF skills is because in these types of physical activities, children have to remember the rules, right? They need to remember, they need to think of strategies. Um, there was this one mom I was talking to on the weekend and she was talking to me about how um, she loves watching her son play hockey. And the reason she loves him playing, watching him play, play hockey is because she can see how he thinks and what strategies he puts into place. And when I was listening to her, I was thinking, okay, yeah, so those are a lot of the EF skills that he has developed, and he has developed them through playing physical activity, in this case, hockey. And of course, physical activity, just as I mentioned, is so great for um, well-being, just overall development, uh, emotional well-being, well and for getting oxygen and brain flow. Another really great way to build EF skills is uh, something Dimple and I are very keen on doing with a lot of the kids we work with um, is mindfulness. And what we know one thing that improves executive functions, we know that lowering stress levels is one way because stress 
breathes children in their ability to apply executive function skills appropriately. Chronic stress and chronic anxiety due to either family or social, uh, so, social situations or with school or health is one of the biggest risk factors for executive dysfunction throughout the life plan, particularly in children for whom the executive functions that help manage stress have not yet matured. And we know that in the brain, it takes a while for that to mature. So to tackle stress reduction and executive function all in one go, mindfulness is a real great candidate. And what we do when we practice mindfulness is we really bring our attention to the present moment and pay attention to what we're doing without any judgment on what we're feeling or thinking. And there's a lot of different interventions that we can use, that you can use with your children. So even doing a simple exercise such as breathing, one that I really like to do, and those of you that are watching on YouTube can do this with me. If you're not watching on YouTube and you're just listening, I want you to just take out your hand, put your hand right in front of you, spread your fingers apart. Now with your other hand, take your pointer finger. And what you're going to do is you are going to breathe in while you're tracing your thumb. And breathe out while you go down the other side of your thumb. And breathe in from your belly. Now repeat as you go up your next finger. Breathe in. And breathe out as you go down the next finger. Breathe in. Breathe out. Breathe in. Breathe out. Breathe in. Breathe out. That was purposely done really slow. So as you can see, even and here, even my talking has slowed down right now because I engaged in this mindful breathing exercise. And when my thinking has slowed down, my stress factor or my freeze response is not activated. And I'm able to think more clearly. I'm able to really pronounce my words articulately. So this is a great, great strategy that kids can do, adults can do, seniors can do. It's a great, a great strategy to use with the whole family. Some other really great 
strategies in mindfulness is body scanning, gratitude, and also love and kindness. And love and kindness is a really great strategy as it really helps you to focus on yourself, but others. There's also a lot of evidence and there is um, increasing evidence around mindfulness programs and children who participate in these mindfulness programs, how they show less anxiety. They have greater concentration. They can remember more. They are able to self-regulate. They are able to shift from one thing to the next. They are capable of handling changes that happen, which, as I talked about in the beginning, are all EF skills. So the message here is that there isn't a one, there isn't one intervention that is going to work for every child to help improve executive function. But typically, developing children and children with some neurodevelopmental differences, such as ADHD, ASD, learning differences, may respond differently to these interventions. The best approach is one that looks at each child's strengths and vulnerabilities, as well as the needs of the family and functioning. So for example, the computer program that I talked about may not work for a lot of the kids that have executive function skills because um, there's a lot of overstimulation. They may not be able to focus. It may stress them out because it's time-based and you don't want to give an intense computer computerized training to a child who's already stressed. Potentially in that case, you want to work on mindfulness. But regardless of any intervention, the relationship with your child is key. So having that constant support, share your experiences together, spend time together, doing everyday activities. So whether it's riding their bikes or cooking together or dancing or reading books, because what that does, it actually helps scaffold their regulatory skills, their self-regulation skills. And that is what is going to build a lasting foundation for executive function. Well, I hope you enjoyed this episode on EF skills. I love talking about EF skills, and I also really love working with children on developing their EF skills. So please reach out if you do need any assistance in developing EF skills, or if you do have any questions on executive function skills and what they are and any specific strategies that could work for you or your family. 
Hope you have a wonderful rest of the week and we will see you on YouTube and I will, we will talk to you on our next episode. Take good care. Bye-bye. Thank you for joining us on the I Am Mom Parenting Journey. If you enjoyed today's episode, please follow us and head on over to iTunes to leave us a review. We invite you to check out the show notes for this episode and click on the link to join our free Facebook community to stay connected and continue the conversation with other like-minded moms. Until next time, stay inspired, take action, and create magic.